Welcome back to Book Circle Online. Today we are sitting down with celebrity yoga expert Mandy Ingber, and we are talking all about yoga and healing through tragedy. It's going to be awesome. Stay right here. This is Book Circle Online, featuring in-depth discussion, insight, news, and commentary on all the world's leading book titles and their authors. And now, Book Circle Online. Hey guys, welcome back to Book Circle Online. I'm your host, Lindsay Miller. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Rockin' Mama Life. And I'm here today with an amazing author and an amazing woman. She is the yoga instructor to the stars. Her client list is ridiculous. She's a New York Times bestselling author, and we are here to talk about her brand new book, Yoga Philosophy for Inner Strength, Mandy Ingber. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, you wow. have love our studio audience, our live studio audience. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Lindsay. Thank you. Mandy, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. Oh, wow. Okay. So on Twitter, it's Ms. Mandy Ingber. On okay. um, Instagram, it's Mandy Ingber, M-A-N-D-Y-I-N-G-B-E-R. And on Facebook, Mandy Ingber's Yoga Philosophy. Awesome. Well, there you have it. Now you can stalk her. <laughs> so Mandy, this book, first of all, I want to say is was really unexpected to me. I thought I was getting like a yoga book. Like, well, we'll get some yoga poses, maybe some like really great healthy recipes. And it is so deeply personal. Yeah. I did not realize how deeply personal. I mean, like she digs in deep, guys. Did you ever have a moment when you were like, maybe I don't want to put this like permanently memorialized in print for everybody I've ever known and ever will know to read. Well, actually, until you just said this, I didn't realize how personal it was, (laughs) but I'm going to go back now. No, actually. Um, well, okay. So a couple things on that. Um, first of all, there, I think there's been an edit since this version. So there were probably a couple things that I like watered down a little bit, Yeah. but, um, I would say that probably any, creative person, which I am, I consider, I even consider exercise creative, you know, like recreation is recreating your body, right? So it's a creative act. Um, so, um, any creative teacher probably would say, just write everything down and you can pare it down later, you Mm -hmm. know? So I think I just have a tendency to share my story because I feel like people get a lot of, I've heard that people get a lot of um, healing out of hearing other people share their stories. And yeah. um, and also people heal when they share their stories. And so I share mine to encourage other people to share theirs. You that's, know, that's why I do it. That's fantastic. And I think it's so true. You know, I, um, I'm a mom and I had a really traumatic labor and it took me two years to be able to write about my labor, but it was so healing and probably the most read blog post that I've ever written. I had so many women reach out and say this like really affected me. And I think that, you know, the fact that you were able to put your own personal experiences into this to help other people through a similar situation or just going through anything is really brave and really powerful. Thank you. I, I think that it's important to put yourself out there not as like a, especially when you're known as like this, you know, yo, this sort of yoga guru to the stars <laughs> or whatever. I think it's important to um, to share the real deal, you know, because yeah. we're all going through stuff, you know. And that's actually something I wanted to talk to you about. I feel like, um, so I also in the fitness and yoga industry and there's this kind of feeling like you need to be perfect, especially if you're an instructor, like you have to have arrived, especially in yoga, you know, you feel like you need to be like the embodiment of the higher self. And what I found really refreshing and amazing in your book and also in the, you know, the yoga instructors and mentors that I gravitate towards was the honesty of where you are in your journey and where you are and and that it's not perfection. 
Have you always been that way or is it something you've had to struggle with accepting and really Um, owning? It's such a, actually, that's such an awesome question. Um, I think it's both. I mean, I, you know, I was conditioned, I mean, obviously as a kid, um, you know, my mom kind of was a perfectionist Mm -hmm. and she was great, but she also really taught me to color like in the lines. Mm -hmm. And so I think that on some level, I I did learn how to sort of be perfect in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And then my whole life has been this sort of there's also another part of me that really wants to be authentic and that really fights to be authentic. And Mm -hmm. so I think it's both for me. And in terms of yoga, I mean, obviously yoga, you know, yoga is union, right? So Mm -hmm. it's really the integration of a variety of parts of ourselves, you know? So I think it's important to, to acknowledge all of it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that I, um, I always had the need to like express who I really was. Um, and I, that's something that I, um, it's definitely something I work with. And also I was, a you know, I, I did, um, evolve into having eating disorders when I, mm-hmm. when I was young, like 11. Yeah, and, um, wow. I think that that perfectionism, you know, it kind of drove me to that. And then I had the struggle of breaking free from that as well, you know? So I think yeah. I'm constantly reinventing myself in a way and then getting perfect. Like then all of a sudden, then I break out of something, then I get into another thing and then I'm supposed to be perfect in this other area. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm just constantly, um, like building myself up and then messing it up and breaking it down again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the note of, you know, doing things great and then feeling like you have to live up to them, how was the experience writing this book now that you are the New York Times best-selling author, Min- Mandy Ingber, sorry. Right. Well, it's okay. Versus... You still don't know how to say my name, so I still have a ways to go. But, uh, <laughs> but like, I'm versus cool. writing your first book, you <laughs> yeah. know, where it was like there was, yeah. you know, you had your reputation, totally. which is insane, but there's no expectation of what your book is going to be like. And now you have this best-selling yes. title. It's, ki- it's actually kind of why I... It's really not the only reason, but part of the reason why I wrote the second book, the follow-up, is because of that pressure that I did feel. And I felt like it was really important for me to go forward and um, just be in the process and, and to experience what this would be like instead of being afraid to live up to the next thing, you know? Yeah. Like I have one DVD, I didn't make a follow-up DVD. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so yeah. for, for me, I really wanted to follow it up. And um, I equate it with um having a second child how many kids do you have i have one and i'm i'm pregnant with oh, a second. You are? so yeah oh you don't look pregnant yeah. <laughs> well whatever that, whatever that means but um, it's like when people say you don't look 48 it's like yeah, i, I actually do but um no but i um i actually think it's like having a second child you know my first one was so easy you know yeah. in a way and it was like oh that was so great and then the second one you know it's a different i'm having a different experience mm-hmm. with the book and the process and it's just like allowing it to be what it is and yeah. um and i think i mean in a way that's the yoga as well right like it's a practice you show up daily it's not mm-hmm. really about getting into that perfect handstand you know yeah. it's not really about achieving and accomplishing this one moment that just stays that way forever it's about um you know having new experiences and being able to um love yourself and mm-hmm. self-observe through them yeah you know Love it. Um, speaking of yoga, let's talk a little bit about the yoga. Um, I know that you were first introduced to yoga from your family, and it was maybe not the most positive introduction, but how did you meet, you know, and you've had an acting career and, and 
lived a life. When did you discover that yoga was your calling and that this is something that you really wanted to do and bring back into your life in a in a in the forefront? Um, well, I don't ever I don't think I ever made like a decision, you know, or even think of it as my calling. I I'm a communicator mm-hmm. and I'm a um I am, I am a teacher, uh, you know, I'm a teacher by example. Mm-hmm. So th- that's my calling, you know, and whatever path that leads me on, that's where I go. I just kind of follow, you know, I follow along and do the next designated thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't say I decided that I was going to, you know, now be a yoga instructor, <laughs> <laughs> especially since, I mean, honestly, where it did come from in my life was my, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a negative introduction mm-hmm. necessarily. It was just when yoga was presented to me by my father, um, you know, it was, first of all, it was weird. There, nobody was doing it. Mm-hmm. So it was like this really different kind of thing. And it was it was pervasive in my household. I mean, my yeah. father would literally, like you would hear his breathing in the hall. Like when <laughs> you woke up in the, the breathing <laughs> in the morning, when you woke up, it was, that, that's what was going on in the background. Amazing. And, and, you know, that was, and, you know, you'd walk downstairs and my dad would be there with like both of his legs behind his head or whatever. Because <laughs> that's what dads do. Because that's know? what my dad it's did. It's kind yeah. of like reading the paper and drinking your morning coffee. <laughs> it is. Well, it is. I mean, and I guess it's more like that now. And then my dad would, you know, just get into a handstand or a headstand in a restaurant i mean he yeah. was like just embarrassing so, so <laughs> which is a role of a parent but yeah that ex- is that exactly is, that is hard so for me i would for me for most people yoga would be something that was um a breakaway from the family and if, you know for me it's almost like being a preacher's daughter and going mm-hmm. back to you know like church or whatever so that was a surprise to me to be honest huh. with you but what happened was i was going through um I was already, I became a spinning instructor um, mm-hmm. when, uh, in 1996. Okay. Um, and um, it, I mean, how should I talk? I feel like, am I talking about myself too much? That's, that's the whole point. Yeah, okay. I don't really care I know, about I just got Manny. into a mode of like, wait, <laughs> you talk. Like, like you I'm talk. on a date. I suddenly Tell feel like I'm on a date yourself. and I'm like, wait, should I <laughs> ask her about more. herself? <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, so I'll tell you more. So I, you know, I, um, I, I, I was an actress and then mm-hmm. I had an experience which I wrote about in my book which actually um, was that I, I was I was the victim of a violent crime I was I was physically assaulted and attempted raped yeah. which is which is you know, very uplifting. to read about and yeah <laughs> amazing how you can speak about it in a positive way I think you actually say that you don't regret it happening right. which is incredible well i mean i look everything really becomes a reference point in our lives i mean Mm -hmm. that's that is the beauty of um that's the beauty of living a life right is that we all come back from these things i mean you know there's a lot of people out there too that have much worse things and we we are resilient our hearts are very resilient and um and so but at that point um something shifted for me and i um just i was I, I no longer knew how to work a room, essentially. <laughs> so I took five years to just sort of like unwind from everything. Mm. And um, and then I was looking for work. And the, one of the things that came up was being an instructor, you know. And so like I was doing a bunch of different jobs, but mm-hmm. that was one of the things. And then it quickly became apparent that that was something that was um, that that was a, a skill set I didn't know that I had, you know. And 
And then I started teaching and my classes grew very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, And in those classes, um, you know, celebrities were there and um, and talking about me and my class grew into that kind of a you know, it, it had right. that vibe. Yeah. And so from there... Um, it was a cool place to be. It was a cool place to be somehow. I don't know how that happened. I think it happens on accident to the it, people that don't seek it to happen. Well, you know, it's funny. I actually, for me, it was like I I had some ideas about what it was to be an instructor and to be in mm-hmm. a service position. And I didn't understand. Like, the, I did not understand um, how important that was for me to be in a service position. Yeah. That um, that actually taking care of others and helping others in their vulnerability, you know, in their bodies. Mm-hmm. People are very vulnerable in their bodies. Yes. Celebrities, you know, like you talk about celebrities. I get nervous sometimes. I've had this, this happen where I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to this person's house. You know, I get all like nervous. I'm mm-hmm. like, are they going to like me? Should, you know, like, like, how, you know, just kind of how can I be there and not be there? You know, you don't mm-hmm. want. And then you're and then you go and it's like, oh, my God, they were nervous that I was coming over because I'm going to kick their ass. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that and then it's just you just realize like oh wow yeah we're all just human beings and yeah. you know you remember that there's like a level of generosity when you when you're helping somebody especially in their body and yeah. um and and beyond that into their heart you know when you work with people um you do connect in that way and you do get into their heart and they get into your heart you know mm-hmm. every student i've ever had um, not just celebrities, but in my classes, I connect with them on a heart level. And to, to this day, when I run into somebody that I've had in my class, I, I know them. I, most of them, I know their name. Um, mm-hmm. Many of them, I know what their tragedy was. You know, like I've mm-hmm. had people who are going like I've had somebody in my class who had brain surgery and uh-huh. their surgeon was also in the class. Oh. Well, you know, <laughs> and I know this, but nobody else in the class yeah. does. And it's like, wow, we all have these amazing stories. Yeah. So I think like, the, you know, just like on that note of, um, you know, things that, you know, what I came through to get where I am, when I'm in a room with a group of people, everybody has a story just like that. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty for me of sharing is that when I share, others share back to me and yeah. then I feel less alone, you know? Yeah. So. That's great. That's this. I mean, I could listen to you talk all day, but I think that's really the heart of the book. You know, you talk about this sort of being in this service career, and I loved. Um, there's one section where you, the the focus is is seva and, and you know giving back, and, and I think you term it selfish service. Yeah. Because a lot of times we think about giving back as what we're doing for other people, but oftentimes we get more out of it than the people that we're actually giving to every single time. Yeah. Every single time. You know, it's funny because, um, yes, I do call it selfish service. And I think that they're, I don't know, remember that movie Happy? Or there's like, there are studies now that talk about, you know, first of all, that, you know, happiness itself is, is I think it's 40% intentional action. I, it mm. might, I think it's 40. Um, I think 60% is set point, you know, meaning yeah. like that's just how like we are, are how we're how wired. wired. But then the rest is, part of it is is what you can do to make yourself feel better. So if you have a 40%, you know, if you can almost double your, your feeling good, you know, yeah. thing, why not go By for action? it? <laughs> and one of the things that makes people feel happier um, is... Um, is giving to others that's actually like it's logged it's measured that mm-hmm. that's one of the things you can do um yeah. which is more than having like a million dollars 
That's, Helping somebody else yeah, makes you happy. That's incredible. We should all just give to charity. <laughs> I think, I mean, and even like, to be honest, I, I think actually, I think do, I think helping somebody in real time is better than giving to charity, even though yeah. well, I'm yeah. not against giving to charity, <laughs> but I think being with physically experiencing the, I do because I feel like we avoid so much like the intimacy with each other mm-hmm. and like what that really is to give and receive. Mm-hmm. And, and in the, you know, in the moment when you're with somebody in that space, it's just yeah. unbelievably heart opening. Yeah. Um, this, this book in general, uh, the lessons and weekly focuses, I love that they are a way, you know, oftentimes in yoga, we really focus on the physical postures and not the entire eight limbs. And I love that you found this way to transform by finding tangible exercises to access basically the other seven limbs of yoga, whether it's through service or grounding and and things like that. And it was really brilliant, I thought. Um, Was this all stuff you you came up on? You're welcome. (laughs) Stuff you came up on your own in healing from your breakup or was it things that were inspired by other friends or, you know, people that you admire in your life helping you through that process? Yeah. um, Well, I think that it's both. I think that, you know, it's so hard to, it's, it's almost like, I don't know. I I think things we become, we become our environment. We become Mm -hmm. our friends, our relationships, you know, we pick things up from other people and then they become who we are. Mm -hmm. So I can't really say like what, like, what um i thought of or what i experienced Mm -hmm. um some of it is stuff that i came up with um but um but some of the things were like maybe something that i did in an acting class when i was when i was uh you know younger um you know like like some of those were things i remembered that doing that really helped me like there's one exercise in there because um there's one exercise about feeling your emotions fully. There's okay. a, there's a week yeah, about yeah. feeling your emotions fully. And there's an exercise that is like one minute of screaming as loud as you can, yeah. <laughs> like one, of being enraged, one minute yeah. of crying, even if it's fake crying and one minute yeah. of laughing, even though it's fake laughing. And that was something I used to do um, as an actor to sort of just like work my emotional muscles, yeah. um, you know, and it's it feels really good to do. Yeah. All, all of this stuff in the book, you know, it's really on healing your body from the inside out. By doing things from the outside in, almost. Yeah, you know? right. It's like by by physically doing something. That was um, my goal. Like act your act, basically act your way into correct yeah. thinking. You know, like that kind the of the mentality like, of if you smile, you'll feel happier. It's you know yeah. scientifically proven, and and it's and I found it interesting because in I had I struggled really badly with postpartum depression with my son, and the only way I got out of it wasn't by talking about it or you know, going to therapy, it was by, I was like, I just need to do something. Right. And yeah. it was by physically, yes. you know, exercise, taking time for myself, you know, getting my nails done, like forcing myself to do something. And so I thought it was really interesting reading this. Mm. And, you know, it was obviously dealing with heartbreak and, and overcoming a relationship, but really any difficult time you're going through, sometimes you just need to do something. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what people don't always realize about, um, physical activity and especially Mm -hmm. exercise how much of a difference it makes um when you start moving your body your your mood lifts it's just Mm -hmm. the way that it is you know and you feel better (laughs) yeah and and it's just you just got to get up and you know take a walk yeah um and yeah i always um i always need to put myself into action because i tend to be in my head a little bit Mm -hmm. maybe you can tell maybe you can't (laughs) can you can you tell i I don't know (laughs) anyway so to get myself in my body i need to like do physical things you know, and yeah. then I and then I get present, and then I'm really like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah I feel good. 
yeah here it's true it's it's so true um you had amazing contributors in this book are they all like when you were when you were writing it were you like I know I want to put these people in here or how did those contributors come to you um they paid me no kidding (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I followed the money. Um, no. Um, they promised to follow me on Instagram. They were, I was like, how many followers does this person have? Now, I actually, no, I actually am friends with most of the people that are um, yeah. in the book. And even one of them is actually, I mean, there's some that are not friends. Like one was a student of mine, you know, uh-huh. like over, like um, when I was a spinning instructor. And I thought of her because she had a, um, she was a, she was a chef in I knew that she had a, um, I knew that she had a business like a holistic health business, okay. and she, and I thought she'd be cool. And I asked her, and it was like so interesting because I was going through something at that at that moment that she actually had experience with. So oh, some wow. of it was a little bit like you know following the breadcrumbs, yeah. And then some of it was like, oh well, I definitely have to have you know Alexis Smart do the yeah. flower <laughs> essences because. First of all, she's gorgeous, and yeah. I just want to be near her and have a picture of her in my book. Yeah. And also, I've known her since she was like seventeen, and oh, you know, wow. and she's and I've worked with her. So, yeah. and she's just a she's just a super lady. So I don't know. I just I I selected people that I've known and yeah. that I uh, and I kind of a little bit just vibed on it. Cool. I really um, one contributor in particular I really enjoyed was Melissa Costello. Oh, yeah. She's um, great. Yeah. And she, you know, there's a quote in her story because throughout the throughout the book, there's stories from these contributors on on tough times they've gone through or, you know, just yeah. their insight. And I just have to read this quote because I think it really embodies a lot of what this book is trying to bring to heart. Um, I dropped the story and felt the feelings. Boy, was that the heart. Ha- boy, was that hard at first. But what I gleaned was that the story I was making up was the most painful part and not the actual feelings. Ooh. That's and I just, great, that wow. really stuck with me because I feel like that, you know, sort of this general theme in the entire book is we can think about it and think about it all we want and yeah. we can replay it and we can blame ourselves or we can blame other people. And we, we write these stories of yes. what our situation is right. and you can think about it all day long, but you just got to let go of that story and be right here right now. This is where you are. Yeah. Your heart was broken and that's where it is. Now where do you go? Yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was really powerful. Yeah, I agree. I, and Melissa Costello who um she has Karma Chow. She's she does Karma mm-hmm. Chow. Um she and I were actually in a um in a yoga teacher's training together prior to like by becoming a yoga instructor okay. just coincidentally, you know. So she was um she's a huge part of my yoga journey actually. And um and I agree I agree with that so much that that her that her story in there and also her contribution, you know, she well, she provides yeah. like a cleanse. That's part Which of the book. Which I love because I feel like today juicing and yoga are almost synonymous now. You know, you can't find a yoga studio that doesn't offer some sort of juice cleanse and I loved that it was There should be a yoga studio called Juice or and a juice place called yoga juice right i mean it's the same but it uh that's actually a good that should have been the title for my book yoga juice yoga juice but i feel like it's you know i really loved that you made the choice to have somebody who offers cleansing approach that's real food you know cleansing that doesn't involve some crazy cayenne pepper liquid nonsense yeah you know Yeah, it's a it, yes. The cleanse, just to like reiterate what you're saying, is that the cleanse actually is a it's a cleanse that includes food. It's not a it's not mm-hmm. a um, it's 
not starvation. It's not a starvation yeah. cleanse. Yeah. yeah. Which, you know, I mean, having having been a person that had eating disorders, I'm very, very sensitive to mm-hmm. when um, to the way that, um, you know, we sort of teach our daughters how to take mm-hmm. care of themselves because it's so easy to take anything and make it into something where you're being hard on yourself and mm-hmm. you're being a perfectionist. Yeah. And um, it's so important to, um, you know, be think about what you're putting into your body as something that you're doing for yourself, mm-hmm. like in a nurturing, healthy way yeah. rather than a punishment or because when we get into that punishment mm-hmm. reward cycle, that's when we start like binging and then starving and then binging and then starving. And that doesn't really it's not sustainable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And not only that, it's just not kind. It's not a kind way to be no. to yourself. And even that, you know, there's um, there's a new form of eating disorder that is not recognized by the DSM-4, but they're, you know, they're calling it orthorexia, which really has originated largely in the health and fitness yoga community, which is where you become so obsessed with eating healthy right. or righteous eating that you basically are not eating. Right. Because you don't want to eat something that has anything yes. bad in it and yeah. you become so rigid and strict in what you allow yourself to eat i think that's actually how disordered. i started i yeah. think i originated that back in 1978 yeah. but i didn't did, i didn't, didn't know what know. it was called you didn't know because that's how i developed an eating disorder <laughs> yeah. when i was a child is that we became macrobiotic and then i just kept eliminating foods mm-hmm. and then Until it became something anything right yeah. because i have that kind of um i'm just wired that way you know like well, if I do a little bit, then a little bit more is going to be even better. Or, you know, it's, it's yeah. just like this, this, um, I just want to go a little further, a little yeah. further, you know, so I have to, I've, I've not, I have to, I've found a way to, um, you know, balance all of that out and understand that about myself too, by the way. Yeah. You know? I'm the same way. It took having a baby and actually not being able to push myself to realize when I jumped back in, this really doesn't feel good. Right. Or this is not great for me. Yeah. Um, and you talk about that a little bit, you know, in your experience with hot yoga and spinning and just sort of doing more and more and more. And those classes feel great at first. And then you like, OK, well, it feels great. Let me do more of them. And you ended up realizing you were getting dehydrated and it wasn't serving you and yeah. feeling great. And I feel like that's a, a common theme today in our society with fitness and health and yoga in modern society is like more is more yes yeah I, I mean um it's it's definitely something to um to be present to I I actually you know I, I was thinking about something like this today which is you know that we have to stay present you know to mm-hmm. to what's to really what's going on with us so what what worked yesterday doesn't necessarily work today you know yesterday's shower doesn't keep you clean yeah. today or whatever <laughs> yeah. you know that kind of a thing you know yeah. so it's like i wish that i could just be like okay this is the formula and and yeah. this is and now it's done you know i've arrived but i that's not life life is yeah. you know you wake up and you um, get present with where you are and you listen, your body talks to you, your body tells you stories too, there's a communication going on and you you gotta pay attention, you know, which is great. Yeah, and I think you even said, you know, I think it's really rare and like, I mean, I would deem this book somewhat in the self-help realm and it's rare, you know, in in the intro, you're like, is this gonna make all your troubles go away in 12 weeks? Probably not like maybe not I don't know but you're gonna feel better and you're gonna be moving towards a better you and I thought that was really refreshing well you pull them in by telling them they're going to and then you (laughs) you drop them real hard (laughs) life overall (laughs) and then guess what 
<laughs> no one has it down. I love that, it. That's what my parents did to yeah. me. I was born and they were like, guess what? We it's, don't know what we're doing. Nobody has any idea. <laughs> that's, that's what they told that's me. That's the truth. I they mean, told me that. Hey, they well, were, that's probably true. It was true. You know what? The thing it's is, true in my life. it was upsetting when I first found out, but yeah. I'm a lot less upset than most people as an adult. Yeah. Yeah, well, so. I think, yeah, we all have, you know, I think mommy <laughs> and daddy issues at some point. Um, so one of the really great activities, I think, in the very, I don't know if activity is the right word, but you have love notes section, whether it's writing, you know, it's basically a writing exercise or writing as, as a form of therapy. And I think one of my favorite ones was this, uh, the one on what do you want in another oh, where yeah. you talk about making a list of the qualities you want in a partner. And then you're like, okay. Well, how many of these qualities do you actually have? And how would your life be different if you actually had them? And yeah. if you had them, would you still need them in a partner? Right. And, you know, as somebody who's married, I think this is relevant information to people that are in a relationship and people that aren't. Because I think oftentimes, you know, whether it's romantic or otherwise, we seek what we're lacking in somebody else or we expect them to make up for the inadequacies in our own life and I thought this was a really powerful exercise that like anybody should have to do right yeah. in their life yeah, yeah 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 there's a lot of fun stuff like that in the book it's yeah. you know what I mean it's just like yeah. it's fun it's, it's fun, fun to it think about fun. that yeah it's it really forces you to but but not in like an you know sometimes these books can you can be like oh so I don't really don't want to do that but it's fun things take off your shoes and walk outside I mean yeah. it's really great well you know you can that the thing is I'm not really rigid about stuff like this it's like there's some ideas of things that you can do and Mm -hmm. you might try some of them you know what I mean you don't have to do everything that's not the point (laughs) you know you you pick and choose of what works for you but but you know some of them are really fun I mean it is really fun to do that you know I like have my own you know like I have my own like love vision board or whatever and I love it and um I love looking at that thing you know I love having a little art project to do yeah and and uh like yeah. old school vision board, like cutting out pictures from magazines and whatnot and putting them on a... Yeah. Yeah, Old school. It. Old school. No Pinterest <laughs> for you. I know. I've, I'm trying. I tried to get into Pinterest. It's not the same, though. I mean, it's the idea of creating these vision boards, but it doesn't quite give you the same I'm, joy I, that well, that, like, preteen, like, collage gave you. I'm old school, you know. I mean, it's it's hard because I, I, I mean, you got to take some time away from that screen, mm-hmm. right? And I get tired of swiping. My fa- my I fingertips can't. hurt. Yeah. It's Jeez. exhausting. My, my <laughs> <laughs> it's exhausting. You have to do like finger exercises. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of your life, your morning ritual, which you spell out in this book, and I, I won't go into detail, but it sounds amazing and glorious. There, what is it? I mean, I, I, I don't remember. What was like, it, what was it when I like wrote this? There's like hugging crystals and, and journaling <laughs> and like this amazing like series of self-loving, yeah. set yourself up for the day in a positive way. I still stuff. do. Stuff. My son wakes me up by jumping on me at 5 a.m. and then the day is like off from there. What advice do you have for people who like just don't have time to really create that, you know, self yeah. Um, well, yes. I, I mean, look, one of the advantages, uh, you know, we all have our special yeah. things in life. <laughs> I don't have children. I don't have a relationship. You know, I'm alone when I wake up. Um, some people might think that that's not, you know, like they'd be like, but no, but I want and I'm like, yeah. Yay, I love 
what? Yeah. But I and mean, any woman with one young kids and she will just like salivate and in, in jealousy. Over I now. know. But that look, that's we made our choices. We did didn't make we? our choices. Huh? Um, but, I, you know, but there's other things I don't get to do, you know, and that I yeah. don't have. This so is true. but I try to appreciate what I do have. So I think that the thing is, look, obviously, um, yes, it's not it, everybody can't take the hour or right. two hours in the morning that I get to take. Ha ha ha. ha. <laughs> Dig it deeper. <laughs> but but anybody can take 15, you know, when I'm really busy, and by the way, I'm getting busy now. So well, those yeah, luxurious days are not. over. <laughs> yeah. Writing is a really great thing because yeah. you get to sort of make your own time, you know, yeah. like, okay. But um, I think that's a part of the ritual, isn't it? Like having your kid jump on you becomes a part of the ritual, doesn't yes. it? Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean... Well, you, I do, you know, like you find the joy in it. Like I love hearing the little sound of those fat little feet, you know, yeah. pitter-pattering down the hallway. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. that, you know, like that in and of itself, that's like so... That's remembering in that moment, you know, mm-hmm. to be grateful um, for that is something, I think. Yeah. And then, yes, do you need time for yourself when you're, when you know when you can take a moment, you know, it might just be 10 minutes of like sitting, maybe it's listening to, you know, something that you love on the radio. Maybe it's 10 minutes of silent meditation. Maybe it's making yourself a cup of tea and sitting in your garden. And it might just be like 10 minutes, you Mm -hmm. know, but intentional actions, you know, are, are, that's the key. It's putting, getting where your body is and being Mm -hmm. intentional. So, we can all look, I mean, we can all do things sort of by rote and then it's not as rich, but even if you have a tiny amount of time and you bring intention to it, um, that's going to make everything better, you know? So, you know, yeah, you, you might not get to get, you know, squeeze everything in, Mm -hmm. but you also can schedule time for yourself. And I, I do recommend that if in a 24 hour day, you can't find 30 minutes to do something for yourself, Mm -hmm you need to rethink your relationship with yourself because all relationships require attention. And, um, you know, without your relationship to yourself, your kid, you know, Mm -hmm. you're, you're not as great to your kid. You're not as great for your kid. Yeah. You know, your kid needs to see that example and, um, you know, your, and for your partner too, you know, it's important. So I just, um, recommend doing it. Yeah. That is good advice. <laughs> that was my selfish question for the day. Um, good. I give you full permission to take 30 I have, minutes. I have another one, though. That you can I just have, carry a crystal around to, your pocket. I have, I have two questions okay. that I have to actually ask. three that I don't really want to ask, but I it's have to It's about Jennifer ask. Aniston? What is it? No, it's oh, not. I love it. It's not about Jennifer one, Aniston. I want to know. I, I, yeah. No, I don't really get caught up in the celebrity stuff, but I'm sure people want to know. Um, what's Jennifer Aniston's favorite pose? I will ask because I'm people, sure there's somebody that's wants like to know. Of, it's a very innocuous question, isn't it? Because people I ask know. me that. Well, I just feel I, like that's something somebody I know what to know. say because really. I've said it so many times. <laughs> it's tree pose. Tree pose. She likes a good tree. Okay. Um, she's it's very balanced. You know, she's a, a naturally balanced person mm-hmm. and she's just, for some reason, she's really good at the balancing poses. Well, there you go. You know? Tree pose, dancer, all of them. She's balance all right so what was the <laughs> so real what i really want to know the crystal so there's a lot of things in this book that are really great and i buy into a lot of things okay are the crystals for real like do they really do so like that's one of those things that just seems a little hippy dippy to me and i'm like i i love yoga and meditation and all that but there's like certain things that i'm like eh, i don't know crystals are they for well, real? I mean, like, I can't say what's real, what's not real. Yeah. I mean, how can I? I mean, but like, can you tell a difference? Like when you're holding one crystal I, versus another? 
I think you can. Yeah. I think you can. But it's this look, it's the kind of thing you have to experience for yourself. And it, what do you resonate with? You right. know, it's kind of like, I, I mean, people resonate with different things. Yeah. I could think that somebody's an awesome teacher and you could think they're not. You know, it's it's yeah. like we all gravitate towards the right thing. So, you know, for me, yeah. um, I actually do love crystals. Yeah. And um, I love, I have this rose quartz crystal. Okay. I talk about it in my book. Yeah, yeah. It actually broke and I have a, I have well, another the one. The one you sleep with? But I have another one. <laughs> I don't sleep with it right <laughs> now though. I don't, I'm not broken hearted right now. Well, there you go. <laughs> but, um, but my rose quartz really helped me through, man. Yeah. I, it's like a, um, it's like my little. Security blanket. It is. It's like my little teddy bear. You Love know? it. And um, just holding on to it. I mean, I actually think of it like a touch. You know how it's sometimes just having a touchstone mm-hmm. grounds you. Yeah. For me, just having that little rose quartz crystal in my hand um, just really helped to calm me down. Huh. It really did. So I don't know. I mean, to hold some crystals. And actually, it's so funny because <laughs> I usually wear on. I'm not wearing it right now, but I wear this um, ring that is it's it's an Indian um it's it's actually in, from India, okay. Indian. It's a certain design that they have, which is all of the different crystals that rep, each represent a planet and a okay. planetary energy. And they, it's in a certain configuration, and it's supposed to protect you from all of the astrological influences. Oh. And um, I will say that twice that ring, I was I had a fight with my boyfriend at the time, mm-hmm. and the one that represented the moon like kept popping <laughs> <Popped> out, <laughs> and it's never happened since. It, it happened twice with oh, with funny. him, and it never happened since. And um, so I don't know. Huh. You know. I'll have to check out the crystals. Okay, so my other two that I have I have to ask. Okay. A lot of this book is inspired by and circles around your ex and your breakup. <laughs> do you think he'll read it? And do you care if he'll read it? He'll definitely read it. Um, <laughs> do you think he'll care when he reads it? <laughs> not not anymore. That's some of what I changed. I changed a little of that. Okay. Because, you know, while I was writing it, I was actually going through, you know, like I was going through, going through it. it. And it, so it felt that way. <laughs> you're like, this is her journal entry. Like, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I did change a couple of things okay. like like um. I did change like one or two lines that really stuck out to me when I okay. read it, when I reread it a little later and mm-hmm. I went, mm. With some clarity. Yeah. Cause I thought about it for a second and, um, and, and what I thought about was not, will this hurt this person or will this reveal too much about me? What I thought of is, is this really relevant to the reader? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's like what I was trying to yeah. like weed out a little bit. Are you putting so, it in for you or are you putting it in for them yeah I think it's important like as a teacher I always share my story but I I also think that it has to have a reason to be there like it really because it really is for the reader right um so I did shift that a little bit and to be honest with you he um he is coming to my launch party and we're like we didn't speak for a long time okay and then we we've recently you know reconnected and I'm I'm really over it you know okay which is which is great 
That's and, good. Um, you know, when we were having sex last night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I'm over it. You're totally but, over uh, it. Literally over <laughs> it. <laughs> no. So, so, um, so yes, he will read it, I'm sure. And um, I'm sure he'll be stoked that he's in it, to be yeah. honest with you. Because... I mean, it's like being in a Taylor Swift song, you know? It's right. Like, you I made know. it. Exactly. <laughs> You're the reason behind the book. I did a throwback Thursday today of like my, my, like my first ex or whatever today on my Instagram. And he, he wrote me a text and he was like, love the TBT. <laughs> I love it. It's like, I knew you would. <laughs> okay. One more question. This might not, I may be really revealing all of your life secrets because it might have not made it in the final edit, but you made mention of your apartment burning down and that being a story for another book. I have to ask. Yeah. What happened to your apartment? I have to ask. Oh my gosh. Well, what happened to the apartment after it burned? Well, no. Why did it burn down? How did you end up with a burned down apartment? Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, it might be too long, but how much time do we have? Uh, They haven't given me a five minute warning yet. Okay. At least five minutes. Oh man. Okay. Well, that happened actually at the beginning of my relationship with, um, with this, everything revolves around relationships, but it, it did happen at the beginning of my relationship with, um, this guy that I, you know, mm-hmm. I had never been in love. I, I That's actually not true. I I was in love with somebody <laughs> that it was like, I could never really just like allow myself to really be with him. Mm. So it lasted way too long. Right. You know, I find that if you just get together with them, then it can like run its course, yeah. <laughs> but you have to get together with them. So, um, so anyway, this, this guy, we actually, you know, like he was my, you know, first real relationship and he, um, you know, he was leaving, he was leaving a marriage, he was, he was leaving a relationship, a mm-hmm. marriage. And, um, you know, I was like, no, 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 you know, we can't do this. We can't get together. And it was, he picked a tarot card actually. Okay. One, and if you want to know if these things are, real, he picked a tarot card. He said, let's pick a card on our relationship. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, and he picked the tower and okay. the tower for people that don't know, the tarot cards is basically it's a black background with like this with a tower that's on fire and people flinging themselves oh out of the tower exactly what you want to see when you pick a relationship card, right I'm and sure. i was like i was like oh my god and he's like let, let, let's pick another one i'm like you can't you pick the tower you pick the tower so that weekend you know we were both teachers we were both instructors mm-hmm. and um we like whatever we hung out together and da, da, da. anyway that we went to teach our classes and that day I came back to my apartment and it had it it had like all of this like it was like all of the chemical from the fire oh. department was like all, everything was covered in that chemical my it was it, it was it, my my whole room was like charred black oh my gosh and basically while we were away I don't know how. Maybe a candle. Oh. Maybe a candle was. I lit. can't imagine you would have a candle in your apartment. Yeah. Maybe. A, <laughs> maybe it. I don't know what happened For exactly. Now, maybe. Because I wasn't there. But when I came back, my place was basically like the. Oh the it had been broken into by the fire department. There was like this chemical <laughs> everywhere and it charred. And oh, no. but that was actually what forced us 
to be together because mm-hmm. I was really resistant to the relationship. And then he didn't have a place to live because he had left, you know, his marriage and I didn't have a place to live because mm. I now didn't have a place to live. And so <laughs> it burned down. Right. Maybe so, by a candle. Maybe. But not that I lit. <laughs> I wasn't there. Definitely not in your apartment. It was a long time ago. <laughs> but anyway, I um and so for so we became sort of like gypsies together and lived from place to place. Many of my oh, wow. students actually like offered their places right. to me. Um and that was how our relationship started. And had had I had I not had a place to live, I don't think that I would have allowed myself to really like go on that journey. And so then we decided that if we could journey around together without places to live, maybe we should move in together. Okay. But that took ten months. And oh. then we were together for like five years. It was actually a really and I remember him like being in my in my apartment and just like t- with like a he had like a broom mm-hmm. and he was just sweeping the floor and I was like I couldn't believe that he was like I love you Mandy it was like I couldn't believe that somebody would love me in in the middle of such a mess huh. and I think that that was really what I needed to learn is that yeah. I in fact I think I said to him do you love me even though I'm a mess and he says I love you because you're a mess and you know it's like I really on like on the deepest level I needed to to know that I I could do things wrong I could make mistakes and that I still was lovable you know yeah and and by the way even like having even getting together with somebody that was out of a marriage Mm -hmm. you know I was terrified of that because my parents you know my my father left my mother for Mm -hmm. his yoga buddy for another woman and so to be then this the other woman was it was just like it was very um it was such a sort of humbling like great life experience for me to have to play the other side of that did it give you a different perspective on your dad's relationship with this new woman being in that position yes I mean I I think it gave me a a, yes I think it gave me a new perspective and also yeah Mm -hmm. and a lot of things my you know really when I the when I really got a new perspective on my dad was when I had a breakup with so with this guy that I you know just described Mm -hmm. When we broke up, my dad um, shared with me that when he left my mom for the other woman, he cried every day um, Mm -hmm. because he was heartbroken over leaving the family. And I had never, ever thought of that like he shared that with me and I was I was like wow I never I always thought he just went off and was having this great time with this new person and that's and so that was really what enlightened me to that thing you know yeah so I think we just get to like play out all these different parts and get less judgmental about them hopefully Mm -hmm. um and yeah like I think I love stepping into a new part of myself and I love that I get to do that. I don't think everybody does. I think some people yeah. just take on one role, but I like to play around a little bit and see see how everybody, you know, I kind of, I like to try things on for size. Yeah, I love that. Um, so you have your book tour coming up and you're going to be traveling around and not only doing like a traditional book tour, but you're teaching classes. How awesome is that to get to do? It's great. It's, it's actually, I think one of the best things about writing a book and being a teacher is that you can give people an experience. Like mm-hmm. they get to have the experience, you know? So so yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah. When does this air? Like, can I plug? Today. Oh, today? Yeah. Is this airing now? 
sometimes there's a little delay and sometimes it's live. What? <laughs> oh my yeah. God, we're live now. I'm nervous. Yeah, no. Okay, so um, yeah, so I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to be at Ron Robinson on May 15th. That's in okay. Santa Monica. Um, oh, awesome. There's a class it's from 11 to 12. And um, you have to contact Ron Robinson to reserve that if you want to. Um, yeah. I'm going to be in Chicago. I don't know. Does this play everywhere? Yeah. I'm going to be in Chicago at Yoga 6 on May 20th. I'm going to be in New York at Pure Yoga on May 22nd. Oh, oh yeah, I love Pure also. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be at the Omega Institute June 2nd okay. um, for a workshop for three days. I'm going to be in D.C. at Flow Yoga, I think, June 11th. And I'm going to be in Corte Madera in uh, the Bay Area June 18th. Um, and at Ohm, it's called, I think it's Ohm Yoga or One Yoga. Look on my website at my event section, okay. mandyinger.com. And then let's see. Um, Yoga Pearl in Portland on oh, nice. June 24th. I'm so impressed that you know like half of this. I know. And then, <laughs> and then Vancouver, Semper Viva, June 26th. Oh. That was amazing. For those of you that are not watching, she does not have any sort of reference paper. That was all from the top of her beautiful head. That is impressive. I, I can it. barely remember where I'm supposed to be in an hour from now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I feel but good about it. You guys should go and find those places if you're in any of those cities and take her class. She is... I'm going to rock your world. She's pretty. She's she's a pretty big deal. She's I'm a, a pretty deal. big deal. I haven't haven't listed her credits, but her class is voted best of LA by pretty much every publication. And she's featured regularly in basically any magazine that exists from Glamour to Self. She's appeared on Access Hollywood, E, Good Morning America, and like everywhere else. I'm famous. And her celebrity clients include Jennifer Aniston, Kate Beckinsale, Helen Hunt, Ricky Lake, Jennifer Lawrence, Jennifer Meyer, Brooke Shields, and I'm sure a laundry list more. Yes, so many that I can't say. Yeah, like, yeah. Unreal. So if you get the chance to practice with this wonderful, wonderful human being, you should definitely go. Um, what is next for you? Anything else on After the horizon? The Any other books, DVDs, projects, life um, changes? Yeah, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there will be something next. I'm yeah. 100% sure of that. I do Waiting not for know. it to come to you. Well, I mean, I'm going to do this. I put one foot in front of the other, follow yeah. my heart, you know, and uh, so, so right now I'm right here and uh, we'll see what happens in, uh, in Ju- July when I get back. I think I'm going to buy my car. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm, I may go to an astrology conference in October just for fun. Love it. But um, yeah, I'll keep you posted. I love it. Um, I'm so glad you could come. Is there anything else you'd like to share about your book, about your journey, about yourself, or just anything you want people to know that may be interested in this book? Oh, wow. Um, I know. It's such a loaded question. It is. Well, <laughs> I, we covered so much. I mean, I, I just, um, look, my hope for people with this book is that, um, you know, it's a companion, you know, for, if it's that it's something that helps give them some ideas about how to move through, you know, transition basically, mm-hmm. which look, I mean, I live in transition. That transition is my life. So, um, that's, you know, that's like a good place to be. It's actually a very rich, exciting place to be, mm-hmm. you know, when we lose things, when our lives, um, you change so much opens up. And I think that that's so important, especially now because so many people's lives are changing and um, I think it's it, it's for people to understand that that's really that's the opportunity. That's where all of the action is, you know, in that pause. And yeah. I will leave you with that. 
I love it. Remind everybody where they can find you online, social media. Okay, all that find good me stuff. on. Okay, so you can find <laughs> me online on my website at mandyingber.com. Um, you can find um, my book um, in stores and online. So you know all all the places. You know the places where they have it. Um, and um, my Twitter handle is Ms. M S Mandy Ingber M A N D Y I N G B E R. My Instagram is Mandy Ingber. My Facebook is Mandy. Ingber. Ingber's Yogalosophy. And um, did I mention that my name is Mandy Ingber? Yes. Okay. Your name is Mandy Ingber. And we're <laughs> so glad to have you with us today. Guys, you can find me, Lindsay Miller, at Rockin' Mama Life on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure that you follow us on Book Circle Online, that you rate, comment, subscribe, and go out and get Mandy's book. It is awesome. I promise you'll love it. Thank you so much. See you guys next time. From managing editor Jason Squamata, executive producers Maria Menunos, Phil Svitek, and Kevin Undergaro, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Book Circle Online. For more discussion, go to bookcircleonline.com. And if you have comments, questions, or book title suggestions, write us at info at bookcircleonline.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this is Book Circle Online. BCO, join the circle.